0: Delighted to say that I'm joined on Football CFB by Rudy Vata. Many in Scotland will know him from his time at Celtic. Also played at St Johnston, but played all around the world. Well over fifty caps for Albania, his country as well. Rudy, thanks for joining me. Yeah, nice joining you too, my friend. Thank God we're still happy and healthy
1: and we're fighting to survive in this situation because
0: we need some some freedom. We miss freedom. Totally agree. We certainly do miss freedom. And the first question I've got for you, what are you up to now within football? I can see a club badge there behind you. Well, a couple of days
1: ago, I just uh, managed to escape from Scotland, go down to London, and then I took the Eurostar and, and uh, arrived in Brussels. I am uh, in Belgium right now. Uh, since January, I started to work for the Royal Excel Football Club Muscron in top league in Belgium. As we all know, Belgium was the first country who stopped the championship immediately because they they saw the danger of the situation from the beginning. So, since 17th of March, I... I had to stop working and now I'm back to find out what's going to happen with myself and the future of the club and, uh, and maybe maybe try and uh, negotiate a new contract because my contract comes out at the end of June. So, But in the meantime I got news that the club is, uh, is up for sale and there are some uh, rumors that Lille, the team from top league in France, they are going to buy the club, uh, Muscron, so more or less, see, we have a few things to resolve and hopefully
0: hopefully, we come up with a good outcome. In terms of being involved in the sort of business side of football, you've been a football agent as well in the past, involved now, as you've said, at Muscron. What made you want to get involved in the business side of the game?
1: Well, when I stopped playing football, uh, I thought that uh, being an agent would, uh, would help a lot of young boys, especially from my country or from Balkan states. I can help them with my contacts. I could help them, giving them an opportunity to develop in Western countries. Having, having the opportunity to work in so many countries and with all the experiences I had uh, uh, playing abroad, I, I made a lot of contacts through my football career and I was one of the guys who went through some very, very difficult periods in football career and I know that uh, some football players in certain football countries where there's a lot of social social problems and where there's not enough of opportunities. I think I could have helped those players. I worked a lot with to promote some Albanian young boys, some Montenegrin and Croatians and Serbians and Kosovar. So I had some uh, some great. Experience being a football agent, but in the meantime, I realized that the business it's it's not very it's not very very pleasant. It becomes sometimes very aggressive, and it becomes sometimes very dirty. And in life, uh, you need to have, in general, you need to have a lot of brains to be honest and. To, to work hard, so I think I am very honest guy, and I like I like hard work, and I like to dedicate all my my life to and everything I, I achieved, I believe, was through hard work and determination, nothing else, so I was the kind of guy that I needed an opportunity in life, I, I had to escape from my country, I had to run away, to earn my freedom. And then, obviously, I had a lot of difficulties everywhere I went because you are on your own and you have to get to learn a new culture, a new, new language, new tradition, to understand how things work in all those countries. So, but, but I was sure I was going to make it, and that's what I did. I was serious, well-organized, well-disciplined, I worked hard, harder than many, many players that I, worked, I played for, and I earned my, my, my life, more or less. That's how I survived in the game, being serious and working hard and having the opportunity to play in so many countries and having all those experiences. I think this, is, uh, this has taught me a lot
0: and made me the person that I am now. Absolutely and one of the aspects of your story that really interests me is the idea of having to escape for freedom as you talked about. Born in Albania, started playing football there but it was a time where tensions were high. Um, Describe the first few years of your career and your childhood because I imagine it must have been an incredibly tough situation.
1: Okay. We all know, as a child, you you are born. I think every child is born with some kind of talent, and God gives every child some some kind of talent. Me, I I recognize that from from a young child, and the only thing I wanted to do was to play football, go out in the streets without in bare feet, play with my friends, enjoy. Uh, Enjoy the street more or less and was was real those things was where for as a child I think those were real real kind of life for me nature everything no complaining no excuses and Enjoy enjoy what you get you know because as a child you you only want to, to be happy and enjoy yourself You don't think too much the material side of things and my only my only joy was when I touched the football, and, and I went outside playing with my friends. And from from nine years old, I got re- people recognize that I have some talents, and I went to a, a football school. And again, there obviously the passion was there, and the determination. Since you are a kid, I had in my head, I always knew that. That I'm going to become a national team player. My my biggest goal and my biggest uh, imagination was to become the captain of national team because being born in a country, you had no freedom. We were not allowed to think as a child, I like to be or I want to be the next Franz Beckenbauer, you know, because it was impossible to think that you can go abroad and play football abroad. And again, as I say, I woke up every morning with that uh, thing in my head that I am going to be the next captain of national team one day, and uh, I worked every day to get to get to that point where I'm going to to wear that jersey and I'm going to have the captain band. And I did that, but. During my, during my career in Albania, I played with all, all the best teams in the country. I started with my hometown, Las Niaschkova, in 1987. As a 18 years old, I, I got my debut. And then I went to Dinamo Tirana, which was the, one of the top clubs in, in Albanian league at the time. And uh, I went in Tirana again to, to continue my studies. In university to become a PE teacher because always football was not something that was offering us uh, was offering us uh, a steady or a job in after the game. So my goal was to become a PE teacher, and in the meantime, as I said, I was playing football and I was going in studies in university. And then in, in 90s and early 90s the 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 system the, the Eastern Bloc started to break and then uh, eventually Albania became a free country in 1992 but uh, in 1991 March 1991 Albania was going to play France uh, for one of the eliminative I think was for for the European Championship ninety uh, two. Uh, I went with national team in Paris. We played France in park de France and after the game I made that decision that obviously I'm in France. I am twenty one two years old. I want to be free. I want an opportunity. I had only fifty dollars in my pocket, a pair of football boots and a, and a football bag jacket, t-shirt, a pair of jeans and I decided to go to the the nearest police station and then ask for political asylum. And that's what I did, completely on my own. I made that decision. I was heartbroken because I was not going back home. My friends uh, flew back home. I had to leave behind my family. And I didn't know where, where I'm going to end up. But in the meantime, I had a plan and I knew that soon as I'll get that opportunity I'll work hard and and get to the level of uh, fitness to to compete first of all because you need to be fit and you need to be strong to compete in I knew that I had to compete with strong voice and guys who played in the in the professional game and so and that's what I did and then the story continued it was not easy because I was uh, I was refused the political asylum, I broke my uncle, I had no insurance, and uh, the political asylum was refused because uh, they considered me as a well, well-treated person in my home country, and uh, the people, uh, the French authorities, said that uh, I was not discriminated or kind of tortured, More or unless I got to, I didn't get the permission, obviously, full time to stay in France. But in the meantime, I went in training with Le Mans. And first day in training, I was doing very well. We had the practice game, and I broke my ankle. I twisted my I I my my ankle ligaments. Without unsure health insurance, without any help, or without any help from anybody, I was in a bad situation, you know. But again. Life is makes you obviously they they say they say that life uh, creates strong men and you become a strong man only going through those difficult times you know and then strong men create good times more or less I I was flat to the ground but I had attitudes that never die and. I got up on my feet and uh, yeah, in 1992 the regime collapsed back home in Albania. I was called to play for national team again. And after after I landed in Dublin, we played 92. We played uh, Albania played Ireland in Dublin, and uh, I had a fantastic game. I was voted man of the match. Luckily enough, in the stands there was the, the ex-manager of Celtic, Liam Brady. He asked uh, about my possibilities if I could join Celtic. And then how the
0: story starts with Celtic and so on. In terms of going to Celtic, were you aware of how big a club Celtic was before you joined?
1: I was aware because Celtic had... Played Partizan Tirana in early eighties, and I remember the green and white uh, jerseys uh, with the numbers in the back of the shirts, and that that kind of, uh, as a child, left left a kind of impression on me. And obviously, many people uh, many people remember that. And then, the coach of Dinamo Tirana '87 had been the coach of Partizan Tirana when he played Celtic. He he told us about that, that experience, about the atmosphere, about the arcade and everything. So, more or less, uh, was uh, I was aware of the. Uh, I was aware that Celtic was a big club, you know, but I was not aware of uh, what's going on at Celtic Park. So, I had to learn that uh, later on.
0: When you get to Celtic, how did you find yourself settling in Scotland? Was it difficult at first or? was it quite easy?: Very difficult, you know. But again,
1: you, when you think that I went to France and I got settled, and then I started to pick up the language, and I was enjoying I started to, to feel good about life, and I was just about to sign a, a new con, a contract there with, with a team in the second League. And uh, lifestyle in France, again, was was something that I enjoyed because uh, it suited me and the language was, well, I picked it up because French is a Latin language and I knew already Italian when I went there, so it was very easy for me to pick up. And when I arrived in Scotland, as you can imagine, different country, different weather, different language even English as you know and we all know I could not understand what most of the guys were saying the likes of Peter Ground and Joe Miller and Charlie Nick speaking so fast English in the dressing room and I was following the soaps and, and all the TV programs in to pick up the sentence and to those guys every morning I could not understand what they this English was, but anyway, it was a great experience because they welcomed me and they treated me good and uh, I had a great uh, time with them and the relationship uh, was good. So that experience is, uh, is a top experience and that experience also made me the kind of man that
0: I am today. I want to ask you about one player in particular. Paul McStay, just what was it like playing alongside him? Well, he he was a
1: unique person, first of all, a great human being and a great leader, fantastic uh, captain and great personality. I can only only say that Paul McStay, he was one of the ambassadors I played in the game and uh, I have so much respect for the guy and... uh, I think he was a, a, a gentleman, a top man, one, one of the top guys I
0: ever met in the game. When, during your time at Celtic, it was a tough time for the club because Rangers had lots of money and they were spending lots of money. What was it like being in and around Celtic at that time? Because, it, as I say, it was a really tough period
1: was it was tough, you know, but for me as I say as I took it as an experience you know I was playing for the biggest football club in the country. Rangers were having were spending a lot of money and they were bringing a lot of big guys there like Gascoigne like Basile Boli, Brian Laudrops and Mikhail and all those top players they they created. They had a good team at the time, and obviously they had more money, and uh, they spent a lot more than they could afford. That's the reason they ended up in so much trouble later on. They were not fair enough, but uh, life is goes on. And they say what goes around comes around, and karma always is part of life. You can never forget that. So... But again, those experiences playing against those guys, uh, Mark Headley and Richard Goff and all those guys were great, great players at the time. They had uh, they had a great team. They created. They dominated the league and they they won they won everything, almost everything. So respect for the guys. And I think again, the experience was good because at the end of the day, I come to to Scotland. To grow up as a human being, and obviously to grow up as a football player, and I, I think I had good, good time and great relationship with some Rangers players as well, you know. And uh, again, football is is a football game, and obviously the best, uh, the best going to win, you know. At the time they were in the top nowadays, uh, as we all know, Celtic is a game They deserve to be, and uh, it it goes on, so on, on non stop. We have going, we're going to see that kind of competition as long as we live, and it's good, it's good for the game, but uh, sometimes it's overboard.
0: Very true. And before we talk about the Scottish Cup final, I want to ask you about Tommy Burns as a human being, and first of all, because. A legend of Celtic and also a legend of Scottish football. Just what was he like to, as, as a manager?
1: Look, Tommy, I think he had—he he was a great uh, Celtic man. You know, he loved Celtic. He was Celtic through and through. And uh, he was a manager who always, always wanted to play football, put the ball on the ground. And he started to build up a great team with the likes of Van Hoy, Dong Andi he brought George Cadet, and he created he created a good uh, style of football at Celtic Park. And I think uh, the lack of experience, I think, was the only thing that he needed. And after being the manager of Kilmarnock, he 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 got that job, and was was not an easy task again. But he started to rebuild to rebuild a good Celtic team, and uh, I think. Uh, as, we, as I say, said, Tommy was, was was a great, great guy, you know. He, he, he loved Celtic, Celtic loved him. He gave everything. He won He's glad that he won that trophy in 1995. I think the only trophy he won as a manager. And, uh, yeah, again, like I had the experience to work under three different managers at Celtic Park. Liam Brady, who brought me in, and then Lou Macari, and then Tommy Burns. Different guys, different mentality. Every one of them was different. But again, an experience is an experience. They all work for Celtic. We had some great times, also some bad moments. But that's the life. And that's how we have to get on, you know. We cannot have always great times with each other. But
0: we we move on.
1: And then, uh, yeah, we we enjoy life.
0: You mentioned the fact you enjoy it. And in terms of the cup final 1995 playing against Derby you start the match i mean describe that occasion and how proud you were to win the cup for, for not only the club but for Tommy as well
1: well i was i was so proud because i was not uh, i didn't have a great season at the time just before that i had i broke my arm and i was out for well you know but uh, just before before the Uh, Cup final, we played Rangers, I had scored against Rangers in um, 3-0, we beat them 3-0 at Hamden, I scored the third third goal, and my morale was high, and I was doing very well as a right back, and uh, by winning that trophy after so many years, uh, Celtic had not won a trophy. I think was was a great day and a great emotions, great experience, and uh, for Tommy and for the boys. So it was kind of relief at the time, you know. And uh, as they say, it was is one of the one of the best moments of my life, and and remains with me. And I was lucky enough to be one of the guys that day in the park and to lift the trophy.
0: The man who scored the goal that day, Pierre van Hooydonk, what was he like to play with and just how good a footballer was he? Because we all know the the, the career he went on to have and, and also had at Celtic. He became,
1: he came, he, he showed the signs of a top striker from the beginning, you know. And as the team was growing up in the game and he, he grown up as well. And, and he became our main target man and the guy who was scoring the goals for Celtic. So... And uh, he, he, he progressed a lot and uh, he was a top striker, you know.
0: He was, a, as you say, a top striker, top player to play with. In terms of the, your career at Celtic, those three, four years, is the Scottish Cup final the obvious highlight? And, and, and what are the other highlights for you personally? But
1: to be honest, for me, coming from Albania, you know, signing for Celtic that for me every day was 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 a beautiful day you know I was developing I was growing up and as I say I was uh, a poor guy from Albania and I was learning you know and the biggest secret of mine is that I'm the kind of guy that I would like to learn all the time and I like to to make progress all the time and uh, and as I say, every single morning I wake up, I was happy going to Celtic Park and uh, enjoying this, this atmosphere. It was very friendly atmosphere from the, from the front door man to the receptionist and everywhere. The people were so friendly and so kind. So those uh, moments, they are moments you cannot buy. You know, and I was, as I say, I was a lucky one to, to have that experience, to work there for four seasons. And uh, every moment I put that jersey, I played with uh, passion. I put my heart and all the, the energy, and so I gave everything. You know, I could not ask any more. You know, I was not the best man in the planet, but I uh, I enjoyed it as, as much as I could.
0: From Celtic you, and playing in Scotland, you then had an experience of um, playing in Cyprus and also following Cyprus Germany. What were those two experiences like? Because you're a man who, who's experienced so much in football and so many different cultures.
1: Well, I tell you something. When I was at Celtic, I left Celtic. Marseille was interested to sign me, and they wanted they were badly they wanted to sign me badly. I think Tony Cascarino was at the time in Marseille and then uh, the agent I was working at the time was a Greek agent he promised me I'm going to sign for AEK Athens which was one of the top clubs in uh, was doing very well in Europe at the time and obviously the top team in Greece and uh, I was meant to sign for AEK Athens it up in Cyprus last day of the transfer window uh, but again, Cyprus, again, a different experience, different country, the temperature changed from Scottish weather to Cypriot weather. need to adapt there again and start again from the beginning. And uh, But that's me, you know, I love uh, comp- competing. And I went there and obviously you have to, to prove yourself that you can earn your living and you must earn your living if you are there and there is a competition there. You need to prove that you are the good player from coming from Celtic. You're earning a lot of money, much more than any other Cypriot players. So, again, hard work, dedication, you know, determination. I was voted the best touring pro- player in the country and I left a great impression. I had a fantastic, two fantastic season with the Cypriot club. And uh, I gave everything, I earned my place there, and I earned my living. And after that comes Germany again, the country that we all know. It's not easy to be convinced. You need to be some kind of special guy to play in Bundesliga and to, to survive. Again, as an Albanian, you go there with the captain of national team at the time. And all the newspapers were writing the Beckenbauer of Albania. I signed in with uh, in Germany, and the manager from the first day filled me in the office and say, I don't care if you are the Beckenbauer of Albania. You just have to prove here how good you are. And if you want to earn the respect of those guys in the dressing room, you need to show us what kind of a person, human being, a football player you are. And as I, I say, you go in, you move in, you go to the dressing room with 25 Germans. First time you start to work again in a country like Germany. Discipline is discipline, you know, and everything is perfection. But I'm a survivor. I went there and I worked harder than the, the guys, you know. And the manager of, of the team at the time was Edward Gaya, the, the the last. DDR, the uh, coach of German, National East Germany, was also the ex-coach of Dynamo Dresden, was known for a very serious, hard-working, and very disciplined guy, and he, he was also known one of the hardest guy to deal with, but that for me was fine, because I like discipline, and I like hard work, and I was well-organized, and... I was always in time, and at the end of the day, I had four fantastic seasons there, great experience in the country, and, and I learned a lot in terms of of understanding how a game is played as well, because the German school of football is one of the best that can exist. So that experience, I think, was the experience, a lifetime experience. So again, bringing on all those experiences sat a lot. I went to Germany, to Japan. And again, I worked with a German World Cup winner like Pierre Littbars. He was the coach, the manager of Yokohama. Another great experience. Came back in Scotland, finished my career with St. Johnson, with Billy Stark. Great, great experience. Fantastic trip. And I did it with dignity and head. I kept my head. Hi, and that's it more or less I made mistakes and obviously because nobody is perfect but I gave everything in the game and, and I enjoyed every moment and again football gave me everything and I gave whatever I had I think I love football even more than I love my family to be honest, that's the reason <laughs> I had to leave my family because I love football so much and if you love something and you dedicate yourself to that, I think uh, you get you
0: get what you want, you know. From Germany, you also you went back to play in Albania again. How different was playing in Albania in two thousand and two compared? Yeah, to
1: exactly. I went to play for the top team there, Tirana. I want. I had a doubt. I wanted to see if I can go back to t- Albania and. Kind of uh, adapt to the lifestyle, and I realized that had developed so much. The mentality had changed. I was a completely changed man. I stayed there for five months. I could not. Uh, I could not cope with the the way they worked. You know, was was again backwards. You know, I didn't want to end up in that position there. Playing in a league that had no structure and no well organized, and uh, was that again? I gave everything I played all the games there. I scored five goals in I don't know how so many games. In January, January 2003, I decided to, to leave the club because it was not up, it was not for me, you know. Uh, again I was sad because uh, I expected I expected things to to be better and they were not better so it was an experience that again a bad or a good experience is always a good experience I think but uh, I wish it was
0: it was better you uh, let me talk to you later on about how many incredible experiences you've had Japan I mean When you go there, how do you settle into life in Japan? Because I imagine that was different to the rest.
1: Well, I am the kind of guy who I like peace, you know, and I like uh, tranquility. So Japan is a very peaceful country and it's based all in in Buddha and Japanese people. I thought the Germans, they are the hardest working people in earth, But when I went to Japan, I realized that those guys there, oh, they work hard and they never complain, you know. Clean country, well-organized, hard workers, never complain. Fantastic, fantastic experience, you know. So, again, the lifestyle is completely different from the European lifestyle. And uh, the language was a big barrier. In general, I'm very good at picking up the languages. And uh, this time there when I went to Japan, either I didn't have enough in my brain, and to pack it up, or I was tired, or I don't know. But the language was a great, was a big barrier. But uh, the experience, as I say, again, was, was top experience with Japanese.
0: From Japan, you talked about coming back to Scotland with Billy Stark. Was he a big reason for you coming back?
1: Yeah, I think at that time, uh, Billy Stark uh, was he wanted me, he was. He was determined to get me there. And I had one or two options to move abroad again, maybe to Cyprus and uh, maybe to Germany, Second League. But my family got settled in in Scotland. And if I had a boy, and he obviously and, and Francis also, she felt good, so it was was a bit risky to to try and get uh, to, to go abroad again, so I decided to settle in and play with St. Johnson until the end of the season and see what's happened, and that's what I did, you know. And in in, uh, in 2004, that I think uh, I felt pregnant again, and then after St. Johnson, I decided to stay in Scotland and more or less. More or less, didn't I? Didn't continue my game anymore because I didn't feel Scotland had made much progress either since I left. You know, in terms of training and facilities and ideas, I think, was left a bit behind. And uh, I had the same feeling. I didn't have the same passion as I had. When I first went to school and when I was learning every day and, and progressing, when I went to St. John's from there, I saw that uh, that the, the, the things have not changed. I had been away from the country for eight years, but uh, in terms of training methods and organization and everything, that the clubs had stayed more or less in the same level. So, And it was no more fun waking up in the morning. That's why I decided not to move abroad because, obviously, family reason and start Continue to play. But I just stopped playing there and that's it. I was healthy. I was strong. I was feeling good. In great shape. I finished football at the age of
0: 35 and that's it. How do you look back on your career as a whole? Are you thankful for all those different experiences that you had and, Overall, just proud of everything you achieved with the national team as well. I think so.
1: Yeah, I was the first player who achieved uh, the 50 caps for national team. I played over 30, I think 37 caps. I was as a captain of national team. I done, I done, I've done everything I could. In my opinion, I turned my head back, and I know that I could have made few. Few choices, better choices, you know, because I think choice is the most powerful tool we have, you know, in life. And we 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 choose something, we stick by it, and and that's it. But I'm in general, I made the right choices. I was not born the magician. I was not born clever. I was born. I I am sure I I've got i got enough intelligence to understand things, but again, coming from Albania and making those tough decisions and going through those difficult uh, periods and surviving, I think, was the only thing I could do. And I did that. And as I say, never give up attitude was on me. And I would imagine many people, if they had been in my position, they would have given up. And I know many, many, friend of mine, they had similar situations, and they they gave up, and they never made it, so, but, uh, there is a saying that 97% of the people who gave up get employed by 3% of the people who never gave, gave up, so, I never gave up, I worked, 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 never complained, and that's the only thing I, I knew what to do at the time. So I think, I think today I am, uh, I am proud because I've done some things that could be, they, they look like almost impossible to do and I didn't.
0: And the last question I've got for you is, you've played in multiple countries, you've achieved so much. What advice would you give to any young footballer listening to this, especially when it comes to Getting an opportunity abroad.
1: Well, first of all, I would tell them not to lose passion. As I says, love for the game was the most important thing. If you love something, if you love football more than anything, then all you have to do is work hard. You know, keep keep on keep the concentration level high, and then uh, don't get carried away with things that don't matter, you know, and uh, football is the most beautiful job in earth, I would imagine, I would say without any doubt, and having the experiences moving in different countries, again, as human beings, picking up a language, learning the language, learning a new culture, this is, this is also the girl, it makes you grow up as a human being, and and it's it's fantastic. If you have the heart to move abroad, do it, and do it because you 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 enjoy it. It's of course it's going to be difficult because you're not going to have the friends and and family around you. But when you have that experience, you go back. You have a lot to tell, and and you feel proud of that. So. Well, cool. you look at the guys like Paul uh, Paul Lambert, he went to Bundesliga in Dortmund, he had he was not a great name in Scottish football, but he went there, he settled in, he worked hard, he got the place, he got the Champions League medal, and uh, he's well recognized, you know, and that experience, he brought it back to Scotland and became a captain of Celtic also, so... As I say, it's just be serious, work hard, get uh, to take that advantage of that opportunity because it gave you the talent, but you need to work hard to develop and to to become to become that star that you you want to become to become that unique person.
0: Thank you very much, Rudy. It's been a pleasure speaking to you, and I wish you and your family all the very best.
1: Thank you very much, and it was nice speaking to you, Calm. And.
0: Dive down to the ocean, and we'll make her home in a deep sea cavern Shells will all be open. They'll be filled with song, they'll be filled with song. We'll dive down to the ocean. I'll we'll make her home in a deep-sea cavern. Shells will all be open. They'll be filled with song, they'll be filled with song.